very uh, Nate and his lovely bride, November, what's the date? November 6th. Really good, he remembered the day, okay? Uh, a few months ago. And um, he and his bride decided that they wanted to get married, and I asked him to come out here today dressed, suited, and booted. This is the outfit you wore on a wedding day, right? Same one, because I want you to understand that a groom is a part of a wedding, and a wedding is a part of a public display, right? Um, and um, baptism is kind of like that. It's an act of public display. Jose and Monica, would you be kind enough to open up those doors for me? And tell Sophie and she can come in. Girl, you better come back out here and throw that thing. 
I'm, I'm speaking. You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm just, I mean, you can if you want to. Go ahead, go out there. <laughs> she said, go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all are polite. Y'all are polite. Because I went to one wedding ceremony. They was fighting and pushing. They pulled out a knife. I said, I wasn't even worried about the fact that they pulled out the knife, Cecily. I'm thinking, who brings a knife to a wedding? I'm thinking, what, what made you think? Anyhow, let's let's go uh, to the to to look at this uh, today. So I wanted to do that today because I wanted you to know that baptism is a big deal. Amen. Baptism is the declaration of a inward decision with an outside display. Let me say it one more time. Baptism is a declaration of an inward decision with an outside display. So today I wanna answer a few questions in the few minutes that I have left about baptism. So let's first go to Romans chapter six. You might as well keep your Bible open today because we're gonna be bouncing around today. And some of you have been baptized. So this, you may say, okay, well, I don't really need to hear this, but I'm telling you right now, this message is gonna be helpful for you because you need to know why, right? And it's also gonna be helpful for you because you can help explain it to other people. And you can also share it with other people. When the YouTube video comes out, when, the, uh, when it comes out on the podcast, you can share it with other people to show why you did what you did and the significance of what you did. So let's talk about what baptism is. Baptism uh, comes from the original Greek word baptizo. Everybody say baptizo. baptizo. And baptizo is a term that they used uh, to dye a cloth. So they would have a cloth uh, or a piece of clothing that they would dip all the way in a liquid to absorb its color, okay? They would dip it all the way in the liquid. So when Christians use the term baptism or when John the Baptist came and he uh, came baptizing, at first people were like, well, people don't get baptized. You only baptize cloths. So people were confused, but essentially what he was saying is when you uh, take a piece of clothing and it's white and you dip it in uh, red dye, it comes out red, it's a whole new cloth. And essentially he was saying what the uh, dye does for the clothes, God does for the soul. Mm -hmm. He was saying baptism is significant because it does, it does a wiping away of the old and a, a, a starting again of the new. So baptism is when somebody goes into water and ideally they come up one way and they come out another. Uh, and let me just be clear, baptism has to be uh, intentional. You know, back in the day when we used to be at the community pool in the summer, we used to just be dunking each other and all oh, that, that ain't baptism, okay? That's just horse playing, okay? There's a difference between the two. Romans chapter six, verse number four, this is what it says. It says, for we, he's explaining what baptism is. He says, for we died and we were buried with who? Come on, say it with me. We were buried with who? With Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live what kind of lives? One more time, what kind of life? A new life. Talk back to me, right? A new life. So baptism 
is a representation of the old coming off and the new coming on. Let's go again. We're going to another verse. St. Matthew chapter number 28. Let's go there quickly. St. Matthew chapter number 28. And we're in verse number 19. St. Matthew chapter number 28 and verse number 19. Now this is Jesus speaking, right? If you got a digital Bible or if you got a, a uh, this is not a digital Bible, what is this called? A physical Bible, help me. Just looking at you, help me to get this right. So, uh, in the Bible, you'll see the words are red. And what do red words in the Bible mean? Jesus is speaking. So, Jesus is getting ready to get up out of here, okay? And he's got some, one more assignment. Somebody say, one more thing. He's got one more thing to say. And this is what he says. It says, Jesus came to his disciples and said, I have given all authority in heaven and on earth. Uh-huh. He says, now go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of what? Father. The Father. And in the name of the what? Son. And in the name of the what? Holy so Jesus says, once you become a disciple, what do you do next? Obey, right? Uh-huh. After you become a disciple, he says, first you go, then you make disciples. And then after it says, make disciples of all nations, what does it say? Do what to them? Baptize baptize them, right? Uh-huh. So we baptize because Jesus commanded us to do so, okay? Let's go to uh, Acts chapter 2, verse number 38. Okay, and you might be saying, I want Foster. Now, I didn't even charge my phone today. So why you got me bouncing around from verse to verse? This is very important. I want you to see it in the Bible because if a man or woman is telling you that God is commanding something, and saying something and they don't have the Bible to support it, it is a lie. Let me be very clear. I am a nice guy sometimes, but if you just came here to hear from me, you're at the wrong church because I can be wrong, but there is one who can never be wrong. There is one who can never make a mistake. There is one that everything he does is perfect. So I want you to see this with your own eyes. So you say, listen, we were taught today about baptism, but the authority is not in me. The authority is not in Alan said. You know, I remember I used to work with this dude, man. I ain't going to say his name because we streaming live. Or maybe we were uh, streaming live. Did it lock? Okay. She gave you the passcode? Oh, it's 20, 21, 22. Okay, let me see here. See, you only want me to say this. Oh, trying to reconnect. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, well, we'll uh, lean with a rock with it. You record, right, Bacardi? Okay, we're good to go. Okay, so uh, the Bible says it's important to have an authority, right? There's got to be a source. And the dude I used to work with, uh, I should say his name because we're not streaming now, but anyways, he used to say all this crazy stuff. And I would say, dude, why do you believe that? And he would say, because my pastor said. And I'd be like, I remember one time, man, he told me, he was like, you know, like, you know, in the Bible, when it says you can pick up scorpions and they won't hurt you, we be doing that in my church. I got bit one time, but it still worked. And I said, who told you that was a good idea? And he said, my pastor said. I said, well, what did he say when the snake bit you? He didn't say nothing after that, right? But I say that to say there's got to be a source. Somebody say a source of information, right? So we get back. So we answered the what, we answered the why, the who is in Acts 2.38. Peter, uh-huh, the Bible says, then Peter said unto them, what's that next word there? Amen. 
Repent. What does repent mean? Shout it out if you know. Say I'm sorry, right? The official, uh, uh, back in older times, repent was a military command. Anybody served here? Okay, all right. Uh, well, back, back, come on, I serve Jesus, right? But repent was a command that meant to turn in a different direction. Repent means to change the direction that you're going. Okay, so husbands, when you're driving and you know you don't know where you're going, and you say, I'm going to keep on going. Troy, I know. I done been here before. What you need to do instead of saying, I got this, is repent. So y'all can get to where y'all going. The kid's hungry. Repent. Uh, but essentially, repentance means to have a change of heart or a change of direction. So he's telling people how to receive Jesus Christ. And he says the first thing you have to do is change your direction. The first thing you have to do is say, my way is not working. This is not working. So he says, repent. And then what does he say next? And be baptized. And here's the who. What does he say after be baptized? Who? Everybody. Say everybody. Everybody. Whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're, and this is important because after you become a Christian, the natural next step is baptism. After you become a believer, the, net, the natural next step is to be baptized. Because, like I said, when a bride comes out, how many of y'all love weddings? You're crying at weddings. It's beautiful. You know, my, uh, um, I was about to say something about my brother, but I'm not going to say it because, like I said, this is going on Facebook. But I've been to multiple weddings, and sometimes, you know, I've been to weddings with people, and they crying at the ceremony, they don't even know the person. I'm sitting at the wedding, you got the servant staff crying. You know, you got, you, you got the, the person at the location because it's something beautiful about one life coming together with another life. It's something beautiful about a man saying, I'm gonna leave all these other women behind and I'm gonna be all about you. It's something beautiful about a woman saying, genuine can't do nothing for me. Do you hear me? Keep sweat can't do a thing for me. LL, with hell or without. He can't do nothing for me. Okay, we was at the house on Friday. Tupac, Lisa, come on. Can't do nothing for me. Uh-huh. I found somebody that I'm going to commit my life. And that's what we do when we get baptized. We say, I'm not living my life for anybody else's approval. I'm living it for the audience of one. When we get baptized, we say, I am giving my life, my will, my goals to you. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, John 3, 23. I'm moving. Ooh, I really got to move. John 3, verse number 23. Okay, it says, John 3, verse number 23. It says, and at that time... <clears throat> John the Baptist was baptizing at Enon near Salem because there was what? Plenty of what? Water. Plenty of water. Now that's important because this is the how. Somebody say how. How. This is the how. Jesus commanded people to be immersed in water. That means completely dumped. Okay? Now, I don't have the time that I would like to to go about all of it, right? But you have different traditions that say, listen, 
Um, we're just going to pour it on you, right? You got different traditions. I, I don't know. I think it's Catholic. Maybe you grew up Catholic or you grew up uh, Presbyterian. And, you know, they baptize babies, right? Or they sprinkle the babies. Okay, sprinkle me, man. E-40, right? Put the water on them, right? Some of y'all, that just went over here. Don't worry about it. Uh, but the Bible, every time you see somebody getting baptized in the Bible, they are going down in water. And why is that important? Because we have to follow the example that Jesus said. Uh -huh. So it says John was around plenty of water. He didn't need to be around plenty of water if he was going to flick it on somebody. Right? He didn't need to be around plenty of water if he was going to pour. But he was around plenty of water because he said, I'm going to take you all the way down in the name of Jesus Christ. Two more verses and then we're done. Galatians chapter number three. Galatians chapter number three. Pages are sticking together. Galatians chapter number three. Somebody read the first word there for me. The first, verse. first verse, yep. Three, no, uh, Galatians chapter number three, verse number 27. Read the whole verse for me. For as many of you. You done did this before, I can tell. Uh huh. <laughs> Go ahead. She stood up and everything. Come on. Go ahead. Uh huh. Thank you. Is that it? Go go ahead. Read again. Read the next one. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all of one in Christ Jesus. All right. So here's what that verse is saying. He's saying, when you are baptized, you are baptized into Jesus Christ. He's saying, when you are baptized, you put on something new. He's saying, when you are baptized, anybody ever seen a war show, right? What kind of war show y'all like to watch? Which ones? Just shout them out. Grammys. Grammys. BT Awards. MTV Awards. What's, what's the one where people wear all them? Gala. That's what I was about to say. When they wear all that crazy stuff, like they be wearing desks and stuff. Just walking around with a desk on their shoulder. And everybody be lying to them like, oh, girl, you look amazing. My shoulders are hurting. Do you hear me? Right? But and what when they get on the red carpet, what question do they ask most people? What are you wearing? Are you wearing? And every now and then they don't say what, they say, Who are you wearing? And this verse is saying, when you are baptized into the Lord Jesus Christ, people stop seeing you. And they say, Something is different about you. I, I like that. You got a different swag going on. I like Nike, but this ain't Nike. Uh-huh. I like Balenciaga, but this ain't Balenciaga. Right? I like, uh, uh, I can't think of expensive brands because I don't got no money. Um, I, I, I like I like Versace. Right? When we are baptized and start living our life for God and we come up out of the water, there's a change in our life. And they say, you is acting different. No, I'm not acting different. I'm acting brand new because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature and old things are passed away and the new has come. Uh-huh. He said, I, so if you are looking for a new start, let me tell you, you do not need to go and say, you know what? I need to move to another neighborhood. Your new start ain't in a new zip code. You're, you don't need to say, oh man, yeah, I need a new start. I need to find me a good man. You're, you can get a new start without a man. You, 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 you don't need to go and say, ooh, geez, 
Jesus. I need a new start. I need to end this relationship and start a new relationship. You don't need to quit one job and go to the next job to get a new start. You can come to Jesus Christ. You don't have to have any money. You don't have to have any criteria. All you have to have is an open heart. And he says, I will change your life. You can get a fresh, brand new start in Jesus Christ today. And it can happen. Last verse. Matthew chapter number three. Verse number 16. Matthew chapter number three, verse number 16. It says this. There we go. Okay. Uh, let me give you a background here before so I don't have to read so much. Jesus is getting ready to start his ministry. And he goes to John the Baptist and he said, brother, you got to baptize me. And John the Baptist is like, I'm not worthy to baptize you. You know, like you, you, you are greater than me. And Jesus is like, let me be baptized by you, be, excuse me, because I've got to fulfill righteousness. I've got to do this because people have to know that this is important. And the Bible says this, but Jesus said it has to be done. That's in verse number 15, but in verse number 16, it says after his baptism, Jesus came up out the water. So again, we see he's all the way in there. He comes up out the water and the Bible says, what happens next? The heavens open. Oh, hallelujah. And it didn't stop right there. It said, and then he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and setting on him. But then it didn't stop right there. He said, and a voice came from heaven. And the voice said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, let me tell you, I had the opportunity. Come up here, Raquel. I had the opportunity a beautiful opportunity yesterday to baptize Raquel right here, me and my wife. Come over here. And it wasn't long. It, 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 it took a short amount of time. But as soon as she came up out of that water, whether she heard it or whether she did not, God was saying, this is my beloved child in whom I'm well pleased. Hear me. You don't have to pray a prayer to be beloved by God. Uh-huh. You don't have to give an offering to be beloved by God. You don't have to be a preacher. Hear what I'm saying to you to be beloved. As soon as you say, Lord, I am surrendering my life to you, God says, you got my approval. Uh-huh. You don't have to get in the line. You got my approval. Immediately, as soon as you say, I am a child of God, God opens up the heavens, and he said, there's my child that I am approved with. And you might be saying, well, I don't get how that works, Alan. You, you got to do something. You got to pray. You got to fast. You got to give a tithe. You got to read God's word. You got to do something to get approved. No, no, it don't work like that. The same way when you see your baby boy or your baby girl, they, they can't do nothing. They're peeing on themselves, and you're saying that's adorable. They smell like you know what. And you're saying, ooh, they so cute. I'm like, is your nose broken? No. It's beautiful to you because that's your son. That's your daughter. Thank you, Raquel. And, and God wanted me to tell you that you are his and he is beloved and you are loved by him. Last thing I'm going to say. So you might be saying, well, Alan, if I'm already loved and accepted by God, why should I pray? Why should I read the Bible? Why should I not curse him out? Why, why should I not knock if I'm buck? You know what I mean? Like, why should I not? Why, why do I, should I have to live righteously if I give my life to God? If I already have God's approval, why do I need to do these things? That's the reason why. 
You pray not to get God's approval, but because you have God's approval. You don't give them your wrath and you don't curse them out because God didn't curse you out. Uh-huh. You hold your peace because when God was on the cross and they was getting at him, he didn't say, well, I'm about to come down here. Hold my lace front, okay? I'm about to give it to you. He said, forgive them. Because they don't even know. I get, you're not giving money to this church to get God's approval. You're doing it because you know that God who was rich gave up all of his riches in heaven to come down and show you how to live. So you don't do it to get his approval. You do it because you have his approval. Clap your hands and give God praise. Okay. Jesus. Somebody go get the kids in here because I'm weird. We're going over today. We're normally done. Open up your mouth and say, please forgive him. Please forgive him. We normally are done at 1115. But today we're going to go over a little bit because I'm going to present these things to our children here today. But let me tell you this. At the end of the month, we're going to do baptism. If you have made a decision to follow Jesus, we will baptize you. That's the only stipulation. You can say, wait, this ain't my church. It don't matter. This is your church. Okay, you can believe today and get baptized tomorrow. You have to be a believer to get baptized. That's the only qualification. And God has done the hardest part so we can do the rest. If this message was helpful for you today, clap your hands and give God praise. So you may be saying, Alan, how do I get baptized? These links on the wall, there's a, um, at the top of it, there should be one. When you click that, go to that link tree, and it says baptism sign up. You just fill out your name there, and we'll send you a message. And the last Sunday of this month, we're going to try our best to do it here. We're trying to order pools now so we can, we might not be able to do it inside. We might have to do it outside.